Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined this afternoon, Irish time, by Giggles over in Russellstown, County Water. Welcome along, Giggles. Good to be back, Liam. And also by Sean O'Leary, coming to us from Bentley East in the state of Victoria, Australia. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. Good evening to you. Shawnee's after having a cup of tea, uh, crackers, cheese, tomato, and a lint bunny in the half an hour we're waiting for Giggles to come on, on the line. Um, yeah. And he stole the lint bunny from his kids' stash of Easter eggs because he said they got too much, which is fairly mean. But anyway, and I'm coming to you from Kilkenny. So we've got, you know, home of Hurling, Waterford, and Melbourne on, on the line. <laughs> Um, great to be back though it was great to do the podcast with Giggles in the flesh last Friday night we had a, a big uptick in listeners seeing that we hadn't been around in a couple of months so thanks to everyone from tuning in with a big cohort on the continent in Europe down under and in Kilkenny and even Giggles got five listeners from Waterford which I think is a personal best from people at Waterford to tune in it could have been Giggles listening back to himself but still it's great to see Waterford on the map on the listeners I I can't get over it because we, t- we took a bit of a break right? we were waiting for Liam to get the mixer on the plane and bring it over and the whole shebang and technology fell down and Liam had to have his going away and all that so we had to, had to give him his grace but um, geez, there's loads of people coming on to me saying geez, are you finished with the podcast and last week we got up and going again I was actually doing a duathlon there in oh here we, go. here we go I just throw that in there <laughs> but a guy came up to me and said oh Where's, where's the podcast coming back? And I was like, who's this? And a, a lad called PJ Beer from Lismore. So, um, Hi, PJ. He, he did the, the duathlon in about an hour and 10 minutes. I was, I was going to say, I've seen him. I've seen him on the, the Instagram, right? He's a fair operator in the triathlons and duathlons, I feel like. pity we can't get him out early and uh, throw yeah. him in the future to break the line. But, um, no, so it's good to get back on the road. I mean, we've got a serious 10 weeks ahead of us now to middle of July. Yeah. So, so Liam, I haven't seen the great man Giggles in the flesh in a long time now. So how is he? You you mentioned there you've seen him in the flesh. How, how are we looking? How are we shaping up for championship? Look, I've seen him in worse, Nick. You know, I thought I thought he was re- reasonably good. Not he's not fighting right. fit, but I'd say he's no, I say he's eighty percent there. It was around Easter too. I'd say you're being generous, I'd say. E- Easter was ever his good season. Yeah, <laughs> Easter was ever the good season with him, like. <laughs> i say he did damage over the weekend with a few lint bunnies himself. Um, but, uh, a, f- a few marbles. <laughs> a few blocks of marble chocolate. Can't get that here. But um, no, no, it was great. Great to do it together. And we'll try and do that giggles again in the next few weeks. Even, you know, try and go 10 match over in Turles or something. We might even do one from Turles is, is a plan to, to do that. And I know I'm talking to a few lads in Dixborough as well, Keen, we could do one out in Palmerstown again. And Shawnee's going to be back in a few weeks, which will be which will be great as well. Um, the beauty of this time of year, obviously, is the is the week-to-week matches, back-to-back. Um, so on, on the show today, we're going to have a look ahead to some very, very exciting games again this weekend and some do-or-die games for some of the counties involved because essentially if you lose this weekend, you've already lost in the first weekend, you're pretty much going to be nearly finding impossible to get that third spot at a minimum. Um, we have Giggles Connor is back. He spent a lot of time doing this over the weekend, I think, so it's great to have Giggles back doing a Giggles Connor. And we're also going to have a quick look at sharp puckouts. There's been some kind of stats released on what's happening with the sharp puckouts and what they end up with, and they're not pretty reading for some counties. <coughs> Cork. Um, so we'll have we'll have we'll have a look at them and see see what it actually means. But up first, we're going to have a look at what's coming up uh, this weekend. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. 
was that about? No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we've played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella I I get sent all the time. And I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Probably do miss seeing Davey on the line all the same, you know. He's, he's box office on the line, isn't he? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a funny one. Like, I've, I've never seen a manager come in and take kind of credit so much as Davey when he's at the Sunday game talking about Wexford. Holy Christ. <laughs> he's still training him. But anyway, we, 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 won't, we, we won't go talking about Davey. He's gone now. He's, oh, he's with Karkamogi though. He's, he's with Karkamogi. He's doing a fairly decent job with Karkamogi. I was just about to say they got to the league final. Um, but um, this weekend, this weekend we've got um, some big games coming up. I think... Uh, Limerick-Waterford is the tie around. Limerick Waterford, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to the Gaelic grounds this weekend. We're going to go up to Limerick a bit early, get a bit of food. Hopefully, uh, witness the game. Kyle Hayes is out. What about the kids, Giggles? Have you have you handed off the kids? They look after themselves now. This day, three and one. Jesus. <laughs> 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 but um, Kyle Hayes is out for Limerick. He's going to be a massive loss for them. Um, they've got Connor Boylan in at full forward. Whether he'll play there an hour, they'll bring someone from the half forward line into the full forward line and throw another kind of cat among the pigeons. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Gerald Hegarty or Keen Lynch, either or, thrown in at number 14 and Connor Boylan out in the wing. But um, I think if you take the two games, the two teams that are playing, and look at their games last week, you'd have to say Limerick looked awesome again. Right, they're just they're, after a shaky league, whether they were training hard or whatever they were doing, or not putting out their full team, they absolutely blitz Cork. And I think 50% of that is down to Limerick brilliance, and 50% of it is down to Cork throwing in the towel far, far too easy. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, like coming out of last weekend, seeing Limerick, the, the performance was it was just like the machine was running on from last year, disregard what we saw in the league. It, it seemed like they had flicked that switch back on. However, it was Cork, and it was the same Cork that turned up in the league final against Waterford and got turned over the same way they got turned over in that league final. Like, I know, Sean, we touched on before on last week's show that you felt you know they would have learned from that match against Waterford. You kind of felt like they learned nothing. And they went out to try and do the same thing again against a very, very physical team and just got turned over. Like, it was boys against men stuff. Um... So I don't. How much yeah. of a test was it for Limerick? Not a whole lot. I don't think. I don't know what you know. Uh, they'll be delighted with the first window in Cork. It'd be a great boost for them. But I think Cork were very, very average. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I suppose Giggle said fifty-fifty there. Maybe I might change the numbers around a bit more. I'd say maybe I'd probably give more credit to Limerick than anything. And like as bad as Cork were, I don't think they learned. Whatever about the league final, they didn't learn from the main match, which was the All Ireland final. It was, it was pretty much even though it was twenty points of a difference of the defeat, it felt like as bad as the All Ireland final to be honest, because of the way they just coughed up ball. And not only that, but just the fact that at the same team, the same pretty much the same five backs in here, Bar Cadigan started again, and just you know they learned nothing, they changed nothing in the way they played. They brought in two lads. You know, who were 
defenders, Noel Furlong and, and um, Pat Mulcahy, you know, into the setup. And like, I, I played with Furlong and I played a small bit with Mulcahy. Like, but Furlong is like a genius and master masterman when it comes to tactics and comes to actually organizing defenses. Like, he was a man marker himself, you know, when he played. And I just, I don't know what happened there in terms of the game plan they had or what they had. You know, they just did not change it up at all. So I think I'd give more credit to Limerick, to be honest, because like they did flick the switch and we we spoke about it here last week, you know, on our theory about the league form and that's kind of quashed a bit, I, I think, in terms of, you know, what we thought would happen. But yeah, look, Limerick are back to their awesome best. And I do think, you know, Kyle Hayes does put a bit of a slant on on that Limerick ward for game. Um, I was... Definitely in all favour of Limerick, but now I'm starting to the needle is pushed back over to Waterford a bit, but with that injury because Kyle Hayes is such a he's such a fulcrum in, in their attack and in everything they do. Like um, I think it's going to be an absolutely mouth-watering game, and it's a, kind of a game as well. I think that Waterford actually don't need to win. You know, I just I think they have enough. They'll I nearly put money on they'll get out of Munster now. There's going to be one or two more battles with Limerick down the line that they're going to have. I don't think they need to win this game. Obviously, they go out to try and win it. But like, if I was a Warford supporter, I would be saying, all we need to do is stay close here now, stay close in this match, you know, because you know they have bigger things on their mind. I think I know, but, but psychologically, though, Shawnee, I think they do need to beat Limerick. I don't think they have to. No, beat, I, no. Think they I, do, I think they do. I think they do. Like that tip match giggles. I'm sure you weren't too happy coming out of that game. Uh, watching that last weekend against Tip, like Waterford started like a, like a train off, and then they faded so badly and did not hurl for large chunks of that match where Tip did all talking. Prunty got destroyed a full back, um, and you know your blessed Kyle Hayes is going to be there this weekend. You'd be shitting if he was going to be in full forward again. I think uh, you know they looked vulnerable. Where I hadn't seen Waterford switch off like that in a long time, where they just stopped hurling. I know they brought in the reinforcements at halftime, saved the ship and, and and turned it around, but Tip, with a bit more street smarts, could have got a result out of there. Maybe not a win, but probably should have come away with a draw, some, had bad, some bad whites towards the end. And it was down in Walsh Park, no matter what, you know, you don't like it as a venue, but great home crowd for Waterford. It was, you know, it was a good set, it was well set up for them. And they, they, they kind of huffed and puffed. Yeah, I, I think Walsh Park doesn't suit the Waterford team, but it's so tight yeah. the pitch it's like you're talking about just parameters the same size as Gaelic Park from the field that's just that's the size of the Welsh Park it's so tight and like to Desi Hutchinson but they don't get the space like even my own club mate now was probably disappointed with his own performance Carrock Daly got taken off at half time but Turles would suit him down to the ground with the pace he has whereas midfield was totally bypassed in, in the game like Gleeson came on and Jamie Barron came on and they were actually getting the ball back in their own half back line and being able to actually make an impact from there. So midfield gets bypassed, it's very tight. But I agree with Johnny. I think Conor Prunty was was taken to like Kyoshi scored about two, three or two four if he had a shooting boots on. He, he took his goals really well. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if they threw Keen Lynch in foot forward this weekend. Just to the Limerick probably have nothing to lose either this weekend. Prunty likes Mark and big lads. Like mm. um Kyo for for Tipperary's Small, he's not small, but he's fast and lively. And having someone like that on Connor Plunty probably wouldn't suit him. 
like Tyke Devorka made some mistakes that you just couldn't fathom him ever making. And like the hand pass to Noel McGrath was shocking altogether. Um, so they definitely went to sleep for 20 minutes. But I think if you look at the second half, it was 2.30 to 1.8 in the second half. That was the scoreline. Waterford got going again. They pulled the finger out. And I think if this was a game two or three years ago and they had been hit like that in the first half, it would have been a game that they would have lost. So I think from a character perspective, like Desi wasn't getting a sniff off, no. what's his name? Um, Barris in the corner. What did Desi finish up the game with? One three from play. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The goal was a cracker. Kylie kept going and like wasn't having his best. He does some savage work off the ball as Mike Kylie and took the goal brilliantly, set up the goal brilliantly for Desi Hutchinson and no one's talking about him. So where we kind of have maybe reliance on Austin Gleeson or Stephen Bennett in the past, now we have got, it was it was, it was was Desi and it was Michael Kiley and it was maybe one other, like Austin, obviously coming on. And none of the three of them really formed in the league final. So you've kind of got that thing a little bit now, not comparing them to the Kilkenny team, but when that Kilkenny team was going to pump, you hold Richie Power and you hold Eddie and Henry and bloody taggy destroy or vice versa and you've got a, a mixture of forwards who can kind of contribute so 224 was good good scoring they won't be happy with the performance but they got the win um and i i think look, I, I do think it would be great for this Waterford team to beat Limerick this weekend yeah, I psychologically I, I, I know they don't have to but they've lost to them now three times in the last two years and all of them comfortable losses if you know what i mean like 11 points 11 points and seven points jumping in the monster final in 2020, they're definitely better. Watford are, are Limerick any worse? We, we don't really think so after the Cork game. But Sean, you go back to like the two instances that were probably unforgivable in the Cork game are like when Cahalan got turned instead of chasing after Kyle Hayes, Stopped. he looked out to give out to somebody. He just, I, you know what? I actually don't, I actually. Well, obviously the two are two fucking stooges, stooges to let him out in the line like that and get turned. I think Coleman is at fault more so than Cahillan. Like Cahillan is just, Cahillan's only hanging on there because Daryl Leary is injured. He's got a stress factor on his foot um, and they haven't tried anything else in there. There was no backup plan and Cahillan is the backup plan. Like, and we've seen him last year. Like he's just, not he gets enough. taken to the cleaners every enough. time. Yeah. He's not good. No. But then um, Seamus but, Arnold, but, when, when he with the ball was hitting over his head, he just stopped running. Remember, to like at the very end of the game, like that's yeah, what I yeah. talked about. Like, I think there's something bigger wrong with Cork. Like, maybe they did get to their peak last year to get to the All Ireland final, and they just got blown out of it. Maybe you know what? similar to the Watford team back in 2008, because a lot of those older guys now. I think they're like historically, like Cork teams, and this is what baffles me as well about all about the whole defensive thing and the lack of you know, penetration and like felt like Darrow Darrow Fitzgibbon coming up, getting tackled, nobody coming up behind them, you know, to give him that out ball, you know, across his shoulder. I know they're swallowed up like, but they still have a chance to get a ball out. But there was no support player. And and also on top of that as well as like, you know, Robbie O'Flynn was taking them on all day. I thought Robbie O'Flynn actually acquitted himself pretty well. But like he had no support player with him again. So I did like and car teams always forgot about the league and never performed in the league. This year, they performed in the league. Yes, they had a bad loss in the final. But you were thinking, right, they've gotten, they're starting to get things right here now again. And then you get dealt with that. And just the manner of the defeat is just so all-destroying watching it. I, just... I, I think the worrying thing is the two teams have handed down the two defeats are the two teams that are ahead of them that need to get up to, to an all-earned, which are Warford right. and Limerick. Like they are the two teams, I think, that are out in front. Limerick, of Limerick's last 15 championship games, they've 
beaten everyone by an average margin of eight points. Yeah. So they're still streets ahead of they're everybody. Ahead. Like. Yeah, they're ahead. So yeah. so that's why I think for, for Cork, and look for other counties blown, but Cork have aspirations to be at that top thing. I think they're they're no closer than they were last year. If anything, they've probably gone a bit backwards when you've, you're have you basically trying the same thing again. I, you know what I mean? I think they're... Go- I, I did say it after the All-Ireland final last year. I reckon it's going to take Cork two years, three years to get those 20s and those minors back up to get some of the games into them. And until they do that, they're, they're just not going to win an All-Ireland. And they're not going to be... They're not. I don't think I'm going to see them when I get home late June, early July this year for semi-finals, semi-finals at least. And yeah, yeah, it's go- Yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to have a look at it. We'll be revising our tree for Munster every week. I reckon as this goes on, I think it's going to change. It could be two. Na- I think Limerick and Waterford are going to be nailed on, but I think that third spot will be all to yeah, play for up, up for, for the last weekend. But yeah. go back to Limerick and Waterford for, for going to call it. I am going to go for a Limerick win here. I think it's hard to see him beating Gaelic grounds. I do think it will be a good game, but I think it'll be a four-point win for Limerick. Not one, not your kind of eight, nine-point one, but I think they're going to win by four points. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you go. Oh no, you go, Shani. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, again, the way they've sw- flicked the switch. You know, yes, Kyle Hayes has probably pushed the needle back the other way, but I still think. You know, when I was reading that stat about Limerick, you know, having an average of eight points, I do, I do think Waterford are going to be the team to beat them this year. Um, um, I think Waterford, I, I agree with you, Giggles, on the Waterford winning is to prayer. They still pulled it out of the bag. They had a bit of character there. Yes, Walsh Park does not suit them. It's way too tight for them. Um, I think the open spaces of, of Turles is going to suit the likes of Daisy and people like that a lot, much, much more. Um but I still are not Turles, but uh, the Gaelic Grounds, which is a big pitch as well. I think I I just I just can't go against Limerick in this one, and I, I'm I reckon it will be a close game. I think Waterford will ask them questions that they've never been asked before. But like, would you look at that full back line, and you know you talk about Kylie, who is an excellent player, Dizzy. You know, I have Sean Finn and I'm like, and I don't know, is there any better exponent than a Matt Marker than him in the county or in the country? So I'm going to go for a two-point uh, Limerick win. Giggles? I, I'm going to go for a draw um, in the Gaelic Grounds. I, I got this feeling this year now, just um, you hear that coming through there. That's yeah, what's that working on those there. <laughs> um, draw, draw game, I think. I'm going to go on here for a second. Draw a game for Giggles, ain't There's a pet fella doing work, like, Jesus Christ. He comes up he half an hour to the, the podcast. Out. Half an hour late to the podcast, and there's a fella then drilling holes above his head, then half an hour late he turns up. Okay. All right, Giggles, we'll give you a minute there to start yourself out. Um, see if that drilling stops. Uh, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a cracking game. Seven o'clock on a Saturday night is an absolute brilliant time for a match. You know, kind of, most of it's going to be played in, in the light, but you're going to have those floodlights on down Limerick by the end of it, probably, so... Should be a crack, a crack on Saturday evening for Giggles down there. I was going to say, the draw for Giggles. Yeah, I was going to say there, there's a kind of a. I was at the 2013 Munster final. Limerick beat Cork, but predecessing pre, pre that game was Watford versus Limerick in the minor. And Watford, that Watford team went on to win the All Ireland minor that year. They had Stephen Bennett, um, Austin Gleeson, Connor Gleeson, Patrick Kerr, and all of that team. And on the Limerick team, they had Keen Lynch, they had Didnef, they had Hegarty, they had Morrissey, and the whole shebang. And Waterford six points up for two minutes to go. Limerick got two goals, brought it to a draw. Limerick won the Munster final like, in the replay um, after Waterford giving it away, and Waterford won that Ireland. So that's my prediction. Draw again here, 
Liverpool to win the Munster final in Waterford to win the All-Ireland. And Giggles says have a new roof, which would be great yeah, as well. Yeah. Giggles, put yourself, go to another room and, and f- dial back in on your mobile, will ya? Seriously, dial back in your phone. You, there. you can hear it all over the heart. I, I do music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a disaster. Um, okay, <laughs> so that's going to be a cracking game. We'll stick with Monster. Obviously, we touched there kind of on tip. We've got Tip and Claire on Sunday, 2 o'clock. You have to say, if Tip lose on Sunday, you would imagine that they are out. You know, um, it's going to be hard. I think you've, you've lost two games. You need a lot of other results to go your way then to try and get into that third spot. Um, Claire, we kind of touched on last week, lads. We do see him kind of as a bit of dark horses coming in here. Similar to Tip, to be fair, like we, we kind of had written off Tip last week. They still ultimately lost. But they probably performed better than expected against Waterford, and it was a lot closer game than we expected. Um, they're playing Clare in Turles in FBD Seven Stadium Field of Legends with the T pass. If you are in the enclosure, for those lucky enough to get in there, um, I I think Tip will kind of gain. Will have learned a lot from that Waterford match. Clare coming in, obviously trying to catch him on a hot. But I I think Tip having played a game in week one, you actually have a huge advantage. Yeah, I think, look, we, we definitely saw an invigorated tip team and also, like, they just have, they have that, you know, skill still within their team in terms of the McGraths and people like that. But they've also started to bring through their, their under-20, under-21 All-Ireland, you know, team. There's some of them dribbles and drabs coming in. The wing back there, I can't remember the name from there. He's He looked very, very good at the weekend. And then you've got Kyo, you know, if Heffernan in midfield, um, their full back line dealt with that dangerous full forward line from, from Waterford very well like that. Um, so I still think Clare are waiting long grass and I, I, I have a sneaky feeling like Brian Lowen has, is working on something big with Clare at the moment. Um, I, I'm actually going to go with Clare on this one. Um, I know, I know Waterford, or I know, you know, the Waterford game will stand to Tipperary an awful lot. I just think, I don't know why, and I can't even explain why, but I just think Clare are just going to be waiting for this game and and, and are going to take a victory against Tipperary. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think this is a knockout game. I think it's an absolute knockout game. The winners will go through, the losers will go out. Um, I think two weeks in a row might suit some of these Tipperary boys that are a bit older, um, Nolan McGrath, etc. The bigger pitch might suit them either. I think they're riskier hurlers in general, um, and I think... Welsh Park might have suited him a bit. Shane O'Donnell, by all accounts, is back for Clare and he's flying and training. But he hasn't played a championship game in over a year. Tony Kelly is back. Peter Duggan is back in the squad. Like, if you think about 2018, they could have won the All-Ireland. They, 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 they put Galway to the pin of their collars and they would have come in and they would have fancied their shots against Limerick that year. They still have a solid team. And I think you're right, Sean. I think Brian Lohan is building nicely under yeah. the radar. If Tip lose, they're gone. They will, because they won't beat Limerick. Right, not a hope. If Tip win, I think the Tip Cork game then becomes unbelievably interesting. The Clare Cork game is going to be unbelievably interesting. It, it's there, there, there's a lot of twists and turns in this Munster Championship yet, yeah. but I'm going to side with Shawnee on this one. I'm going to I'm going to go for a Clare win, but not convincingly because yeah. they haven't played a proper game in a while, or they haven't put a bit of form together in a while. So it's very hard. It's probably hard to over the head saying Clare. Yeah, but TK is back, isn't he? Oh, Tony Kelly's back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you, you, you'd call out him, to, um, O'Donnell. You have maybe Duggan is probably could feature in the game. Like Cahill is another 
player who's underrated in that Clare, our Clare team as well. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Is back centre back. Uh, John Conlon is back centre back as well. I, I don't know about him there, Tias. Or I don't know. I just think, yeah, I, I'm definitely going for a Clare victory. Not definitely in terms of the scoring, but I just think they'll have a bit too much for Tipperary. I think that's a good point you made, Giggles, about um, Tipperary. That small field probably did suit them. Um, and they're, yeah, yeah. It's not convincingly, but I reckon Lohan is definitely working on something there, and we just he'll come out with a bang well, at all, the weekend. I reckon all will be revealed Sunday, two o'clock, eleven o'clock your time, Shani. Will you stay up and watch that? No, I didn't stay up last the weekend either. Although we've a bank holiday here on on Monday again this weekend, oh, yeah. so um, so no, I normally just get up early and get up about four or five o'clock and watch the, the games. Win so the, mo- win the morning, weekend. win the day. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Up nice and early. Are you going for the, I, I go for tip. No, I'm going for tip. Yeah, I'm going for tip. Yeah, no, I think tip will kick on. It's in Turles. Um, I think having a game played will 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 stand to them on on Saturday, on Sunday, despite what you said about a couple of the other lads, but they're in the minority, not the majority, in terms of their I suppose the, the depth of the squad that they have. Okay, well look, what we're going to do now is we we have a giggles car, and then we'll have a quick look back at Leinster last weekend, and then we have a a. a, a a roundup on Sharp Pocket Book. Coming up first, Giggles Corner. Alright, Giggles, what do you have for us? You're on mute there again. Is your man drilling holes still or is he done? No, we're good. We're running out. But I was thinking, I was looking at a couple of the games this weekend and, you know, Tip and, Tip and Claire had a great rivalry back in the late 90s, early noughties and, the Galway Mayo football game is coming on as well. So uh, I thought I'd do the top 10 rivalries in the GA. And I'd throw them out there. Go from 10 to 1 and see what you think. All right, go over it. So, and I, look, in terms of placing emphasis on these, I've used recency a little bit. There's definitely a bit of bias in here. I won't, I won't lie that. And I've put a bit of tradition in there as well. So at number 10, I've got Kilkenny versus Wexford in the hurling. I think, look, go back to the, the 90s and the early 90s, it was a good rivalry back in history. There's always been a the Yellow Bellies against the Cats. It's always been a big one. And I think Wexford in recently, recent years have come back up to Kilkenny standard or Kilkenny have come back down. So there's a, there's a good one there. In ninth place, I've got Dublin versus Mead in the football. Like, probably not recently, but back in the day when, when Mead were winning all Ireland and they were wiping Dublin's eye and going back to the, the four games in the first round, I think there's a huge rivalry there. In number eight, we're going up north. A lot of tense rivalries up there. But I've gone for Donegal versus Tyrone. I think they've been the two teams that have probably won the most in Ulster over the last few years. Anytime they come together, there's usually a suspension or two, which is a fairly good sign of a rivalry. In seventh, I've gone with... Like you could argue this could be up closer to the top, but I just don't think they play each other often enough. But Dublin versus Kerry in football, the Dubs versus the Kingdom, 30 All Ireland versus 38 All Ireland or 37, or however many they have, there's always a good bit of slag in there. In one, two, three, sixth position, I've gone for Waterford Cork and uh, the Hurling. I think that's the last probably 25 years, really. Before that, Cork used to be tanking us for about 30 years in a row, but I think. Ever since the the Shanahan Milan 
Ken McGrath, Lynn Irag came up against the, the likes of um, Tom Kenny, the, the Jodine, Sean Ogan, Don Logan, all that. There's been serious rivalry there. In fifth place, tradition based, Tip versus Cork. I think it's always my first memory of a match on TV. I think it was 1989 to see in the red playing against the blue and gold, and it's like, it's, it's, it's iconic. In fourth, this is a nasty one now. I wouldn't fancy playing one of these games, but Armagh versus Tyrone. Oh, <laughs> it's always spicy. We've actually played against a few Armagh and Tyrone hurdlers, and you can see where they get it from, all right. Um, but um, that's in fourth. In third position, Kerry versus Cork. In the football, if you live down there in the West Cork, East Kerry border, they're serious. Serious words going on. Kerry seriously have the upper hand at the moment, but there, there, there's always kind of good hitting there. In second, for the for the hatred loan, there's not many hatreds in Harlem, but Kilkenny versus Tip, there's just not yeah. a, a nice feeling between those two counties. And I think recently they've served up I, like four or five All Irelands in a row that were just savage. And I'm surprised this is not that one number one. Whatever oh, is going to be next. Well, Number one now, there might be a little bit of bias in this, but I just think I've never seen the hatred in my life. And you couldn't have any of them shouting. Mayo Dublin. Galway versus Mayo. Like, really? Go, oh, Jesus. It's, it's like if you if Mayo were playing anybody in that early point, if they were playing seven in a row Dublin, Galway would be shouting for Dublin and Mayo would be shouting That's for Dublin. That's true, actually, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and that, that game was on this weekend and the tip clear game, which did, tip clear over didn't make it. I think that just kind of had a small little piece in time there where Clare 97, 98 and Tipper kind of rising had it but uh, I think Galway Mayo is just it's the localness of it um, and I could be missing a few there now I'm sure there's a few in the Midlands there there's a few in the South East but any thoughts lads? No, I think it's pretty good I, I would have the Kenny Cork one in there as well somewhere as well I, th- I think obviously yeah. in you know there's been in recent times, yeah, it hasn't been true. the same, but I think there was a good period over the 2000s there where that was very spicy as well to play each other. Except for boys, that, uh, yeah, that was Mr. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Kenny Tip right up there. I yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. I think yeah, that's definitely up there, top two. There is a level of hatred there as well between those two and the, and the border. And I think what the thing is, everyone hates Tip. So many counties bloody border them. Everyone hates him. Nobody likes him. So Kenny aren't unique. I used to, I used to like Kenny as well until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that is a good a good top ten, good mix of hurling football. Sean, have you had to add in that one? No, I just thought yeah, I I would have had Kenny tip the number one, but I definitely would have had the uh, the early two thousands uh, Kenny and Carr could have made it in there. But yeah, no, it's hard to hard to. Disagree, though. and Mayo Dublin of late, I think, have, yeah. have you know they've dished up a fair rivalry as well, the, but maybe not enough traditionally, maybe to oh, get into the two, top ten. I think the two of them you've got out there now, Mayo and Dublin and Cork and Kilkenny probably should make it. We will have to do a revision, but we get we get the listeners' feedback. Yeah, as well. feedback on Akadega Twitter, Akadega email at gmail.com and Akadega on Instagram. Great to have the giggles corner back, giggles. Great you're earning your crust because Giggle saw firsthand for the first time in around 24 months the work I do on the podcast haven't you know he went off to bed last Friday night after we recorded the podcast I had to edit it upload it he was asleep a good 45 minutes I was still downstairs in the kitchen tidying up the mess he left as well after him so you know it's good that you actually did a bit of work for this week's episode fair play to you yeah, no uh, oh, alright okay well we're going to move on now and have a quick look at uh, Leinster and wrap up with a quick conversation on the short puckouts. You have to. Have a 
We, we won't go blow for blow in, in, in Leinster. It wasn't as exciting as uh, the Munster counterpart last weekend, but we did have uh, Wexford and Galway in the rain in Wexford. Uh, like, finished very exciting, but it was a very dull affair for most of that match. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, I watched it there on Sunday morning here. Um, it was a very, very dull affair and like how Galway didn't get out of there to win but like Galway like shot themselves in the foot as well in terms of the amount of position they wasted the amount of scores they wasted like you know for the for the fellas that they had um, I think in fair play to Wexford though they got things turned around at half time and you know the likes of Lee Chin coming on you know made a massive difference and I suppose the, the talking point is the free I don't know, you're kind of clutching your straws really at that stage and if if Galway are going to complain much about that free, you know, they want to go back and have a look at the, the last 60, 63 or 64 minutes um, before that to see where they lost the game. Um, but they should have been out of sight by at least five or six points in the end at a minimum. Yeah, it's a very hard place to get a result no matter what. Very hard place to come out there with, with, with the W. Giggs, you were going to come in there? I, I was just saying, I, I agree with Shawnee's point. If you give somebody a chance to take victory away from you and you're that close, especially when you're that dominant, you can only blame yourself. It's like the wise yeah. that Galway had in the first 15 minutes were horrific. Now, by all accounts, the wind was absolutely shocking dreadful down there. Shocking down there. Um, but I was watching it and I was, I was bored until the 60th minute. And then you never really saw Wexford win. Like, Conor McDonald's goal, first of all, what a finish. Jesus, like you wouldn't see an international hockey player score from that angle. On the ground, ground hurling again. He'd no anger to play with after making an awful attempt to try and kick it in, but it, it was a serious finish. Rory O'Connor had been kept quiet for most of the game. And you'd have to say then, like, Lee Chin came on and he started throwing a few shoulders around. He scored three very good frees and he got a very good point from play. He's a beast of a man. The size of him, mm-hmm. and, and, and he can still move, like it's not like he's put on too much muscle. Um, but I think Galway just faded. Uh, you'd worry for Galway without Joe Canning looking at that performance. Because if I go back to the Waterford game last year, Waterford overran Galway, and the only player who pulled him out of it, he gave the pass to Jason Flynn for a miraculous goal, he scored the freeze, he scored for it was Joe Canning. So I think they'll have a look at themselves and the forwards. I think Joe Cooney, I know I've been accused of being a greedy bastard sometimes not passing the ball or two, but Jesus, like when you're when you're in and, and you've got Connor Cooney inside you and all it is is a slip pass goal and the game is actually over. And he shot from nearly outside the 21 going for goal himself. I couldn't believe when I saw it because you just don't see that in inter-county these days. The panels are so tight, they're training together so much that it's always the best man in the position gets the ball. Um couldn't believe he didn't give that pass. If he gave the pass, it was game over. God, we have two points. Wexford have zero. But as it happens right now, Wexford are going to Parnell Park, I believe, this weekend. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And like, having that point on the board is great. for, for their, uh, It'll be an interesting game again. I think they're two very evenly matched teams. Parnell Park would be tight. It'll be a, another slugfest. I wouldn't say it'd be a great one to watch, no, to be honest. Um. 
And I don't know how that was going to go. You'd have to come back to me for the prediction on that one, Dean, because uh, I have to think about it. Yeah, but it's funny, though, because we said last week, you know, you, you, you guys called for a Dublin to wipe the park with Leash. You know, Dublin got out there with a two point win. Like I, I, I think, I, I yeah. and we're lucky. You know, and we're lucky. Like I, I think Wexford are going to go up there and get a result. I, I really do. Parallel Park's not the easiest place to go at times, but I, I just see nothing in that Dublin team. They've, they've just huffed and puffed. They got the odd result where they turn someone over, turn Galway over, and then they go the next day and just fall apart. So I, I think this round robin won't suit them. I think Wexford would go up there and get a, res- a result at the weekend, which will probably mean yeah, Dublin have one win on the board. But you look where else they're going to get a win. They're not going to get it against... And, and Wexford a lot more to improve on as well. Totally. Like they've had their game. They've yeah, had, Lee Chill you know, come back in. The, yeah, they got, they got out of jail against, against Galway, but they still got the result in the end, you know. Um, I think I think they'll... Yeah, and Lee Chin coming back in, I think they'll have too much for Dublin. I yeah. think Dublin are blowing, you know, hot and cold all year, even in the league as well. And, and you know, like, to... You know, come out with that result last weekend. I thought they would have blown Leash away, but fair play to Leash as well. But I, I just think, I think Wexford are too far along now. I think Darigan is is doing a good job down there. I mean, and I reckon he'll he'll get he'll get they'll get him past uh, Dublin this yeah, weekend by six or seven points. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we quickly we've got Kenny and Leash in the park on Saturday, which I'll be going to. We won't. Touching off too long, you'd be expecting a Kenny win. They did huff and puff against yeah. Westmead, though they were down um, for a good bit of that match and only by a couple of points up to like the nearly the 50th minute. And they got a the few goals, and Westmead got a man sent off. But you know, the slow start we predicted for Kenny, however, they've, they've shaken things up for Saturday. TJ's back in starting. Um, there's a few other dubious calls on, on the on the team with some Brian Cody's men oh. picked. Well, Conor Brown is starting to bring back for Kilkenny. Blanchfield has dropped, so that's kind of interesting. Conor Brown from Cody's club. Um, yeah. So, look, yeah, I think Kilkenny should have enough to get to get the win on Saturday. Who's, who's centre-back? Uh, I think it's Paddy Deegan again. Is that on centre-back? Paddy Deegan again. Is what's, it? what's interesting, Shawnee, is uh, Liam is only back in Kilkenny two and a half weeks now, and he's already feeling the anti-Cody sentiment. It's, ru- it's he's, brushing he's off on cut, him. Yeah, I've... I've yeah, I haven't heard this at all. Killian uh, Buckley isn't in twenty six for for Saturday either, which is not not good to see either. Yeah, so I think which was which was interesting because he, that was part of the Kilkenny game plan that worked very well against Waterford in the league and actually worked oh, no. quite well against Cork as well, where they played around corner forward and brought him out as an extra half forward. But yeah. look, they've got on Cody and TJ Reid in the full forward, and that's that's fairly vicious looking. Mullen is at midfield, which mightn't be a bad place for him to kind of. Yeah. But they, and they have a defensive guy kind of with him. Who, who's doing it? Is it King Kenny's doing it? Oh, King Kenny has dropped. Um, let me bring it up here in front of me. Keep going there. Um, yeah. Steam Lennon is going to start a new Cody out campaign, is he? <laughs> but, but I think there's, there's, King Kenny have a couple of strengths. Their full forward line is a strength. Their full back line is a major strength. Like, with Murphy on the goals. They have, yeah. This guy Butler's oh. serious cornerback. Well, that's James Mar is in, James Mar is in midfield, which is good. I, yes. I, I think he's good. He's I, good. I don't think Paddy Deegan is will do centre back though. I don't. No. I don't. I reckon that's a weak point. Yeah. Half back is a problem. Michael Carey's a great, player, but like he's a forward. Like he's DJ's son. He can't <laughs> be a wing back. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he is a back <laughs> like, but he loves going forward. Crack and go. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you got the crack and go last yeah. week, uh, and then you've got Paddy Deegan, who's a great player, but for me, it would be a cornerback. And um, yeah. As you said there, you've got a brown light. Like, who's, who's Darren Brown, yeah. He's limited. Yeah, I think so. he's limited. So, you look, I think they'll have enough to get over leash and then Kenny will have two wins on the board. And you imagine then Kenny will probably just need to get one win 
more and that's your third or place a draw, or a draw or a draw you pro- they have third yeah. probably you know secure yeah. but they probably want to get to Leinster final so um, that'll be interesting going to the first Kilkenny match since I've been back which is good inside Nolan Parks look, looking forward to that bringing Henry and Lily and, and Tanya over to that which, which, will, which will be good um, but okay I'm conscious of Giggles' time he is a very very busy man he's actually on his lunch break so he's very good with his time so we've, we've got a couple of minutes left we'll wrap up with um, Sharp Puckhouse Giggles uh, it's 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 in, it's interesting. I like I was chatting to you, Liam, after the league final. I was like, some parts of the league final were just not enjoyable to watch at all because there's very little old school contest. Like, like the works there. Here we go. Here's the The builder doesn't even like the short book out. But yeah. Like I think I think the stats that came out over the weekend are very evident that if you do it really well, you set yourself up really well. But, uh, from a, from a back perspective, Shawnee and Lee. What's your thoughts on the short puck out? Yeah, look, uh, uh, if you've got men to do it, then fair enough. Like, if the short puck out is on. But, like, it goes to the old adage as well. Like, you know, you know, you never you never strike a short puck out to a cornerback because the cornerback most of the time can't get past midfield. Like, you know, or you need a right? wing back coming back to help him out. You know, you know I, I just... No, I think... Uh, yeah, I look, yeah. That, that, you that's need, like, if you had if you had a half back line of Limerick, you know, you have massive bodies there who are able to actually, you know, either hold themselves away out of it or power themselves away out of it. You know, you know, in terms of leg speed or leg strength, like. But it's it's definitely here to stay, you know. But then again, what Cork were doing was they were playing it out like Niall O'Leary did it a few times, you know, where he just there's loads of space in front of him, and like you know as yourself as a forward, like. You want early ball in. So if if he's if he's up to the 20, 21 yard line, thirty yard line, whatever whatever way he is, which he was, he was going on again even more. Why don't you leave the ball in? The thing with the carting is, is they're trying to look for I don't know are they trying to look for perfect ball in, but they're not playing it to anyone. They're trying to take on the man again and get the fella around on the shoulder, and it wasn't happening. So it's not a great a great advertising from the cart game, but like Limerick do it as well, and they do it very well. Like Warford do it, and I think they're they're still getting to grips with it, but uh yeah, look, it, it, like it just it just looks terrible when it when it when it breaks down. That's I, I, the problem. My thing on a sharp pocket is you do a sharp pocket out and then you work the ball and then it goes. So if you do a sharp pocket, you do one more pass then, and then it goes in. What Cork are doing is they do a sharp pocket out. Then they have three more balls still within their 45-yard line yeah. before it goes. And then they're getting turned over. So that's that, courtesy of Davy Ryan. Well, what's the, what the worst thing is, it's going lateral. Lateral, yeah. Going forward. So that's the, one, that's the one that kills you. So they had 23 sharp puckouts. Five of them ended up in possession in, in the opposite half. So like that that's killing you. Because then you're getting turned... Yeah. When you get turned over in your own 45, it's a score. And that's what happened against Cork. And it was mm-hmm. points and goals. So two, 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 220 of the 225 delivery scored from play and 216 of that 220 came from turnovers. Yeah. So, but, but what's very interesting is actually the Limerick methodology of how they do it. So they've actually got four across their full back line for the short puck out. Hannon comes back to, to take it and lines up with the three boys. Uh, the enforcer, what's his name? I don't know who, falls back into the half back line. So there's three and one and a half forwards. So they've got four and a half back line. So when they're working it out, they're coming out in a wave of eight. You know, they have loads of options to play it. And then you eventually get one of those eight into a position that's absolute free and he can pick out the forward. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I couldn't believe it wasn't analyzed as fair when I was reading the article. I was like, Jesus, that's brilliant. And then on the flip side, they do the high press. 
going back to football tactics, and you have to get past what's his name, Hegarty, who's six foot five, Kyle Hayes, who's six foot five, Tom Morrissey, who's six foot one, Keen Lynch, who's an absolute bull of a man, Will O'Donoghue pushing up, and and Cork just weren't able to. Animal, yeah. They weren't able to no, deal with, able to deal with getting out. No. So if you if you can get out, it's brilliant. If you can't get out, you're goose. Yeah. And the problem with, with playing Limerick at the moment is it's very hard to get out. And if you can't get out, you have to go long. And who are you poking down the ball on top of then? You're poking it down yeah. on Dan Morrissey, who would, who would probably beat the crap out of Conor McGregor. You're poking it down on top of uh, Declan Hannon, who's just turned into one of the best centre-backs of all time. And you're poking it down on top of Dermot Burns, who's 6'4", and would probably score more than you if he, if he catches <laughs> the ball. And he's unbelievable in the air. Yeah. So, Jesus, it's, it's kind of like... In a chess match, there's you, you're just that when the goalie has the ball, it's like checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> you're a goose. You can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Cork really felt that. And maybe that was a reason for them thrown into town. They tried and tried and tried, but then just realised. They can't they go either way. It. And, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see how Waterford deal, deal with, with that this weekend. Because they Waterford have the, like, they have the bigger bodies, they have the bigger personnel that should be able to break. That. Like, it's, it's breaking that first line. like it's, And that's where Cork failed, is to break that first tackle. Because once you break the first tackle, then the overlap comes. and then it, it's But they a, couldn't you know, get that. Effect. They couldn't get one no. overlap. They couldn't get one goal. No. And, and we'll have to see can Waterford do it as well. As it, it won't be straightforward. No. Like, Limerick are the best positioned team to do it. They're, they're, but they've Ozzy Gleeson then in the half forward as well. Like he, I that's one thing we never mentioned probably is like the work rate he did when he came on. He got that savage point over the line, but it looked like he did nothing for the rest of the game. But he was on every puck out. He was yeah. a man out for the puck out all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to call time on us here, lads. We're coming up on 45, 46 minutes. Giggles. Lunch plan, I've got lunch. I'm 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 hungry here. I got lunch. I haven't had my lunch. Sure, jeez, I was going to be oh, done. I was going to be done a quarter to one. This quarter past one event, not now. Because Giggles was footing around having his lunch before he came on the call. Um. So look, that's it for. Tell me, go to bed, lads. So I better go. <laughs> that's it for today. Giggles, enjoy Limerick. Um, Sean, you enjoy watching on the couch Sunday night. Uh, we report right. back earlier next week. Um, get in touch. Academy. Academy. Gmail. Dot com. And uh, thanks, Giggles. Thanks, Shai. Talk to you soon.